0: No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Is there
1: a nice place to there to sit? Yeah, it's a Yeah, Welcome in. It's eleven personnel. We are alive. Wow, we, we made are. it. We are here at the NFL Draft thanks to our good pals at Monticello Bank. Wow. <laughs> Monticello Bank will go wherever you go, whether it's to the NFL Draft in Kansas City. Or maybe the cats watch them play in Lexington. Wherever you need to go, I'm going to go the Derby next week. I'll bring Marcel Bank with me, with the Go NBC. I have 128 years of service. Making for the people. 21 locations, 14, 21 branches in 14 different areas. No bank, wherever you bank, where people matter. And we're guys where football matters. We're the football guys. I'm really? Nick Roush, he's at a bucket, and uh, I know you're fired up. First in mm-hmm. the draft is here, you made it. We haven't wow. been here long, well,
2: but can you feel the balls? It's palpable. The jingle's just playing in my head all week, really. <laughs> so, just really excited to kind of go out there and just experience the event. Wow, it. You know, you've, I, you've been there before, and I know it's going to be a lot different than yeah. so It's going to be different in regards to We've got the smoke screen season now, right? The CJ Stroud keeps falling, the Levis is rising there's no way the panthers don't take bryce young there's potential trade juice is Harris johnson is now maybe you got people trying to trade us for tackle like that so there's all kinds of stuff going on right now we'll actually get to see it all play out union um, oh. station i believe it is here yeah, yeah. So that's where it'll happen and we're,
0: you know, Patrick Holmes is
1: yeah
2: yeah um, people have Patrick homes here i don't know if you can believe <laughs> that or not.
1: Yeah, we've not been here for a long, just rode in and got in a couple hours. So we've not been to Union Station yet. We did drive at uh, Arrowhead Stadium and Coffin Stadium all the way in. Um, we also yeah. were into to some sports radio in. we the NFL draft for my second pair of the Just the best quarterback in the league, you know, no big deal. Um, but we're excited. Um, we're kind of flying out the seat of our pants a little bit, trying to move some fancy-schmancy technology. Hopefully while we're uh, but before we get into more nitty gritty of the draft, is it, we're, good? we're good. Oh, okay, good. You gave me a, you gave me a look there, Steven. I was worried. Uh, we're a college football podcast first and foremost, and what everybody's talking about is Coach Prime. He's cutting players yeah. like it. He's got to get him. Uh, there's part of me that like this is a Dion is very much a hot take generator, but I just don't have a super duper hot take on on him like it's it, it, he very much said when he came in that this is what was going to yeah. happen and now we're seeing it play out right before us
2: Dion's a lot like the nfl it just he wants he's going to stay in the news cycle mm-hmm. like colorado is going to be a story and they're going to be a lightning rod in a lot of different ways but you're right like transparency you can't I mean you can't, yeah he's, yeah he's transparent what he's saying was going to happen is happening yep so and the rules allow this to happen. It's true. So he is just taking advantage of this rule where they've gotten rid of where you can only bring certain amount of players in each each offseason. You can it's a free-for-all. Yep. For better or worse, and he's taking advantage of that. Now what he's doing is he's he's sacrificing potential depth. Like they could go into a year where they could have legitimately 64, yeah. 65 scholarship players, and they could be in a bind, but we've seen recently teams like Tennessee, Josh Heupel's first year had scholarship numbers, that was a worry. It didn't really have too much of an effect on them. So you could potentially get away with it, but it's just, it is jarring, I, I think for me, just to see how it's playing out.
1: Well, because it's two-thirds of their team, A bare minimum, that have gone right. into the portal. You're seeing them add more players. players. I think they've added almost 30 from the portal. they got two mm-hmm. more former Florida State guys today, but it's funny because you, people scoff at Coach Prime, but I think if you were at Louisville, if you were at U of L last year, they probably wanted Kenny Payne to get rid of two thirds of the roster and bring in yeah. new guys and have them sweat. Like that was kind of part you know, of what they wanted, you know? We've seen this in basketball, right? Like right, like when Calipari got
2: here, even in 2009, 2010. <laughs> he had 24 walk-ons I mean, that was to t- kick t- off the team. That was a total <laughs> roster flip. Uh, I mean, that was one of the more crazier roster flips we've seen. But Colorado, right now, for on threes database, has 31 transfers. They've added, they're in on a few more. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're gonna push 40, 40 transfer additions this off season. It is just really, it's crazy. To sacrifice that depth when you're about to play a schedule that, fig, uh, that has 11 power five opponents on there, it's just something we've never seen before. Um, but you gotta give, I think Dion, you have to. Yeah. He's doing what he said he would do. Yeah. I mean, that's why he they. Hired, his Louis that's back. That's why they hired him, and yeah. we'll see if it all works out. But yeah, it's just been. I mean, it's all anybody can talk about really right now. I mean, it's the draft and Dion Sanders at Colorado, and this this crazy kind of roster turnover. I. It, it's just. To me, it's crazy that it's happening now. I mean, I get it after the spring game, but it's almost like they just used those guys just so they could have a spring oh, practice.
1: He told people to use this as your audition tape, and right. some of them did. Yeah. Some of them probably going to do well, Yeah. Uh, to-, to, to me, he
2: used it because you can't get rid of all those guys in the fall because yeah, it's too late. you can't have spring practice. You won't have enough people to have a spring
1: practice. Oh, that's true, because you can't even bring in your high school recruits yeah. either. Yeah. And
2: some of these, like Cavassier Smoke wasn't there in the spring. He's showing up in the summer, so they had a lot of transfers like that. So if you got rid of all these guys you couldn't have practice so that's almost what they use them just almost like glorified practice players here now and (laughs) then you know it's like what the nfl does during you know camp during Mm -hmm. where they have guys that are there they're just there for practice and then they're they're getting them out of there after that so it's just something we've never seen before and it's really to me it's just jarring seeing it kind of play out right right like wow this man's really about to just bring in 55 new players and he's going to have a (laughs) 65 man roster and maybe have seven guys left over and that,
1: that culture in the locker room um i'm sure it will be great with all these newcomers and all these big personalities and the
2: thing with dion is go he's got a document like they're gonna have some netflix documentary mm-hmm. he's got like his son has a youtube channel he he owns like a youtube like Production company. That, yeah. that they're gonna have something else on youtube so it's i mean it's a spectacle in every sense of the word and we're seeing that play out and you know, they're going to have people watching. their Like when they play TCU, three, four million people are probably going to watch that game. I mean, they're going to be the team, one of the teams to watch. Um, and that's that's Coach Brown's effect.
1: Uh, the other story that we're kind of monitoring, apparently Alabama doesn't have a quarterback. And now they're willing to go get Notre Dame's old quarterback, uh, old Buckner. Is it Nate Buckner? Nick Buckner? Tim? Tyler Buckner. Tyler Buckner, who was all right for Notre Dame last year. I don't know if you would categorize him as great, good, and different to the other, but he's officially visiting in Tuscaloosa. That was broke by on threes, Pete Nakos and Matt Zenitz, and I was shocked by it because uh, Jalen Milrow, he filled in nicely for two games last year for Bryce Young, and then Ty Simpson was another highly talented guy. Both of those were your potential guys that if one lost a job could enter the portal Tommy Reese offensive coordinator from Notre Dame comes out and now he's potentially bringing in this guy and we're having people write stories about like what Buckner could do for Alabama or any other team he goes to so that's a, that's a fascinating transfer portal quarterback to follow because I don't think anybody was like he did fine but Notre Dame they, they blew that ball game right because Buckner couldn't he was just—he's a fine quarterback. Three interceptions against South Carolina. <laughs> yeah, like, I think two were pick sixes, maybe. Yeah, I mean. Yeah,
2: here's the, th- here's the thing. Here, there, the vibes aren't great around Alabama. Like, I, I, we're gonna dive into like what ev- what happened in spring ball around that it affects Kentucky t- teams on Kentucky schedule. One of those teams is Alabama this year. Yep. yep. The vibes just aren't great around Jalen Milrow and Ty Simpson right now. Yeah. Tyler is another former top 100 recruit they're going to throw him into the mix he's got the connection with tommy reese who was his offensive coordinator at Notre dame but you're right nick they went out and got sam hartman because he's better than tyler buckner yeah yeah. Uh, and so now that alabama's maybe bringing him on to be their starting quarterback this year it's it's just interesting like is it (laughs) You know, you, it, we've do all, we want Bama? Do we want we Bama? We've all talked about how you will see the chinks in the armor with Saban before the end comes. Like you will yeah. see it coming. It makes you think: is it, is it coming? But do you want to be the do you want to be the dumbass that gets out there and says it's <laughs> over, and then watch him just kick everybody's ass again? Yeah. That, that is
1: really the. Well, we did we did that forever with Belichick and Brady. Yeah. but he's got the number one overall quarterback in the NFL draft. Will Anderson is he? You know, there's Scuttlebutt. Will he? be the Cardinals choice at number 3 yeah, we'll be number two. But you could you could have Alabama players go one two right. in the draft and yeah. they weren't even in the playoff this year. So like if if you're talking about chinks in the armor, well, proof positive right there. Right.
2: And Will Anderson's a guy who's surprisingly fallen. Like he could fall to like four, five,
1: six. Which if you which just which is crazy. So like uh, we're gonna get into it. I, I do wanna remind folks, uh, we're gonna be getting to your questions on the YouTube channel. If you aren't subscribed to KSR on YouTube, we got tons of fun stuff coming, like the next two weeks, so much between the NFL Draft and the Kentucky Derby. Uh, It's crossing both worlds, but it's like uh, the perfect Venn diagram for Nick Roush right here. It's just a a big circle of my kind of content. We're going to have plenty of it coming out. Get in the YouTube chat. We'll answer some questions here in a moment, but uh, it's fascinating to me because when you listen to. All that we've listened to, like like we're, we're we're taking in podcasts, videos, just you name it. There's a NFL draft community, and then there's this college football community, and that Venn diagram needs to somewhere how intersect. And there's so much separation sometimes, and I don't understand it with Will Anderson because I get where maybe if, if it's a scheme fit and you you run a three four and. Or you run a four-three, excuse me, and Tyree Wilson just fits that a little yeah, bit better. I think that's what's going to play out. Like, like that Texas. would maybe make sense, but Will Anderson, from a reduction standpoint, the dude had what uh, uh, a hundred tackles for, for loss two years ago. Yeah, it was his, he. Uh, Josh Pascoe was second in the SEC in tackles for loss. He had fifteen, and Will Anderson doubled it. Like it was astounding. He has the record single season record. It's not even close. So like at some point, like I, I that, that's where. And I know we're kind of splitting hairs over a spot or two, but it is – if you were to told me a year ago that Will Anderson would be sliding, I would have slapped you in the face. Yeah. <laughs> like,
2: yeah, I mean, 31 tackles for loss, 17 and a half sacks. That's a true sophomore, 2021, He should have won the Heisman Trophy.
1: Yeah, <laughs> he had a Heisman Trophy season as an edge player. And then
2: 17 tackles for loss, 10 sacks last year. The thing with me, like, as a true freshman on the National Championship team, he came in right away and was one of their better defensive players. So he's done it for three years now at – a place where it's you know it's hard to get on the field. And that position is not an easy position to play. Physically, it's taxing. Oh yeah, right out of yeah. high school. There's technique you need to be able to, to have to beat bigger, stronger offensive mm-hmm.
1: linemen. To be able to hold edges. To be able to play in space a little bit. It's not. And and, and on top of that, there's scheme stuff that like Brad White talks about it a lot. Like from a, uh, they you you have a lot of responsibilities because you're in between the trenches and playing in space. Yeah
2: it's just not an easy position to play he's been able to do it at a high level um everything that you hear about him high character high motor Mm -hmm. just gets after it on a daily basis but i think what's playing out here a little bit is the texans are going to run the 49ers defense which was a four down front which they want a lot of size a lot of length and if they don't take a quarterback at two then The pick's probably going to be Tyree Wilson who's got length and traits out the wazoo. And so if that happens, then you get in the quarterback situation, right? If the Cardinals trade back, someone trades up at three, maybe someone trades up at four, and then you're looking at a situation, maybe maybe someone like Paris Johnson potentially or Jalen Carter before Will Anderson. Then you could see a a scenario where he drops six or seven, and we're all just sitting there like, how is the, you know, he, I mean my big board, he was the, I think he's the number one prospect in this class. And so how do you let the number one player in the draft fall? But I think because of these little things adding up, I think you could definitely see it happen.
1: And I think to Luckett's its point, the, what you're going to hear when you watch the broadcast tomorrow night is that the draft starts at number two. Yeah. Which that happens a lot, but the Houston Texans are... A wild card. Not only the new coach factor uh, in D'Amico Rines, who dealt with a high drafted quarterback in Trey Lance that didn't pan out, right? The 49ers gave up a lot to go get him, and they haven't really seen anything from it. But then you've got a GM and Nick Casario that, I mean, he picked Stingley over sauce Gardner last year the Mm -hmm. defensive rookie of the year you know so it didn't really like he picked
2: an offensive guard at number 15.
1: yeah which you can pick an offensive guard whenever so they're a wild card and that's where you're getting a lot of uncertainty in like the betting markets right where there was some potential smoke that a team might trade up to get will levis there right like that they might think that they can move back so uh, that's why you mentioned it off the top bucket it's going to be fun being in there because we're not going to know what the hell's going on. Y'all are going to be on TV. You're going to be more plugged in than us. We're going to try to get service on our phones, but we're just going to be sitting back with all the crazy fans. I had videos of the last draft I was at when the Raiders picked Cleland Farrell and nobody yeah. knew who that guy was. Uh, it, it, that's just the reality we're going to be living in. It's going to be fascinating to watch play out in real time. Yeah,
2: and you mentioned the draft starts, it starts at number two because Bryce Young is going to Carolina. Yeah. Um, I think Carolina had... I think they did this right this you know I could be you know we could all could be wrong but Bryce Young just seems like the guy in this class if you need a quarterback that's who you should take first yeah so that's why it starts at number two and Houston's a wild card like you mentioned and then after that Arizona owns the number three picnic they don't need a quarterback and so they are pretty much begging teams like we're open for business come get yep. this pick and so who trades up and to me who is the team we're not talking about that ends up with the quarterback is it the Seahawks at five if CJ Stroud falls to them? Is it the Falcons have been really quiet? Do they maybe t- trade up and try to get Which, their guy? At that one would
1: make a lot of sense. No offense to your Tiger tackle on Desmond Ritter, but I just don't. I don't see it with that guy. Yeah, and they have a lot of skill talent there. With uh, they drafted Drake London last year, they got Kyle Pitts, So like, just get somebody to give him the ball. Yeah. yeah.
2: And so you look at them with well, the Patriots, you know, what, are they, what do they want to do? They want a quarterback. The Minnesota Vikings have been talked about as a potential partner with Levis. That's a big trade-up for in the 20s. The Tennessee Titans are out there. I mean, that, the okay. Titans are a mess. Like, they need to, you know, where are they? They're in absolute no-man's land yep. you could ever be in right now as a franchise. So where do they go? Like who is the team we maybe not thinking about that makes the move to go get a Levis, a Stroud, and Anthony Richardson? And that's really gonna it'd be the fascinating part. And to me, like one of these guys is dropping. Yeah. Like I just think it's gonna happen. You hear people, you know, I've talked about this. I just don't Richardson stuff I just don't get a lot. You know, I know you his highlights are terrifying. You can pick <laughs> out any how you know, he's got a hand if you if this was about picking out eight plays. He's up there with anybody in this draft, but when you turn on the tape, he's limited sample size as a starter, and it's just not good.
1: You worry and about the one year starters. The Mark Sanchez is the world. Did, why the, didn't the,
2: he start for Dan Mullen? I don't know why no one's asking. I don't yeah. know why I feel like I'm. Was the only Emory
1: one Jones asked. that much better than? I don't feel, I feel like Richardson? I'm the
2: only one asking this. Like, why isn't that happened Why yeah. did that happen? And you hear Tom McShay talk about where he just him and Chris Morton have said they can't find the
1: teams that would that are high on. There's the not, the not a lot of teams that are linked directly. To this, so. Yeah. So.
2: So, what like, I could see a fall for him. Yeah. And then I could see, even see a scenario where maybe a team like Tenon Hooker a little more if you get into the late well, teens. Because 20s. it's
1: easy for idiots like us yeah. to watch this combine and just be like, oh, we got to put it, he's better than Will Levis. And you yeah. know, you have those reactionary takes from.
2: Again, you see the it, highlights. Like, if you see some of his clips, and it's why in 2021, Nick, like, he became, like, he was college football in September in 2021. Mm-hmm. It was all about. No, oh, they need to. But uh, Mullen needs to play Richard. Look at this guy. But
1: it's another big fifteen. It's, it's wearing like, that Florida jersey. It's
2: next Cam. It's like Cam Newton, Tim Tebow uh, hybrid but put together. Uh,
1: but then he went one. He's what, wearing, six games. He's wearing with the, Florida. the number
2: fifteen jersey at Florida, and it just it just never happened. It was never together. Then when he got a chance to start, he's doing backflips in the hotel and gets hurt before the South Carolina game. There's just I I, I, I don't get it. I think and I could be. Playoff, could definitely be the guy that drops, but I think with Levis, the thing with Levis, just he's got the higher floor, and he he's a guy that you, the NFL teams just love, man. Yeah. Like he, smart, intellectually smart, uh, hard worker, uh, tough, play through injury, rocket arm. Yeah,
1: it, and it played multiple teams, can, multiple offenses. Can, it has
2: some run game value, protocol typical size, mm-hmm. strength, all that. I think. He's going to be a guy. You're gonna, we're probably going to see him go top five, top six, top seven, and he'll he's going to be get a chance to be a starter early in his career.
1: Boy, well, I, I got to ask you the Surf Pro question. Let's do it. Uh, we're going to clean up a mess, so we're going to call our friends at Surf Pro of Lexington. Mold remediation, fire, water damage, whatever problems you got, they'll clean it up. We had problems. We called Surf Pro of Lexington. They were there in a jiffy. They're there. They're open 24 hours a day. You give them a call. Um, I, as a kid, we had a, a basement leak overnight. I woke up and there was water coming through the, eye, uh, the, the light bulb sockets. <laughs> it would've been great to have ServPro of Lexington around for that. Uh, like I said, 24 hour emergency service. Uh, they cleaned up KS office. They can clean up your office, your home. They even do construction work. So give them a call, 859-225-3193 or visit them online at Surfpro of Lexington, faster to any disaster, surf pro. My surf pro question for you. Worst case scenario for Levis. We're going to do best case. I like to get the bad news out first, but worst case scenario yeah. for Will Levis in the green room Thursday night in Kansas City. I, I draw a line in the sand at Tennessee Titans at 11. If he falls
2: there, I don't think they're passing on him. And le- As long as they don't trade up to go get Mm-hmm. Stroud. Okay, I um, think that is that is the worst case scenario is um, Drew Franklin buying a Will Levis Tennessee Titans jersey.
1: All right. Counterpoint. Las Vegas. Las Vegas is a great place to live, a horrible place to play quarterback. Uh, just ask anybody who's been head coach about Josh McDaniels. That just that 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 it just feels like a just a. For Will, a lot of his success is going to be dependent on fit and. Man, I I, I'm, ooh, I I feel like that's a sinking ship out there with Josh McDaniels. Like they can't afford to fire him. Like I, I, I just very much worry about uh, the fit in Las Vegas. It would be a lot of fun to live in Vegas. Yeah. You know, no, no offense to Nashville or any of the other places, um, right. but I just, I cannot see that going well. Uh, and then you get the Jimmy G. It just, yeah, it just stinks. Just. Here's, here's my thought process with the Raiders. Josh,
2: when's the last time McDaniel's had to develop a quarterback? I mean, he's had Brady. You know, Denver didn't go didn't go well, so they go out and they they had Derek Carr last year. Go outside Jimmy G, multi-year deal. Got Devontae Adams on a on a big deal. I mean, that's the one positive is
1: you have Devontae Adams. You
2: have a roster full of defensive holes that needs to be filled. To me, I think for the Raiders, it's like all right, we've committed to McDaniel's. We got him as quarterback. Now we need to we need to build the rest of the roster and trying to put up together a winning team and try to win with this group. I think that that's what happened when they signed Jimmy G. They committed to that. And I think for them, I think a lot of it was they wanted to try to get Bryce Young. They were probably in the mix of teams that traded up. Panthers won that battle. Mm-hmm. So I think for them, sign Jimmy G, you're moving on to what's next. I think what's next for them is finding Defensive help. I don't think they're gonna be in the quarterback market. I think they're gonna hold steady at seven and then I think they're gonna take whoever is the top defensive player on their board right there. I I don't think they'll be a factor here in the quarterback. I think it would be kind of irresponsible for them just well, because of how they've spent money, but that been well, it's been a financially irresponsible.
1: I just I don't trust them. Don't want Will Levis to end up there. If we're talking best case scenarios, um, I obviously have some financial incentives for Monday's Reddit uh, rush to bet number one overall. <laughs> for that upset shocker to happen, it would be outstanding for the program. But let's take that off the board because mm-hmm. that's, like we said, Bryce Young going to go number one. Best case scenario for you, Adam Luckett. Where does Will Levis end up? In a place to succeed, preferably a high pick. Yeah. Because here's the other thing. we can fact, like the fun part about this game is we don't have to just look at the board. There's a ton of teams that can move up. Yeah. To me, it's
2: the two fits that stand out the most for me. One is picking high in the draft. One is picking low. Um, Number one, I think I like the Vikings fit for him. There's just a lot of things adding up there. Uh, Familiar scheme, coach who they they had share working relationships, Cohen Mm -hmm. with with Levis, Cohen with Kevin O'Connell, Cohen with the OC. In Minnesota and also Kentucky's old quality control coach Greg Minuski is a linebackers coach in Minnesota.
1: People forget that.
2: So that there's a lot of ties there I think for him in Minnesota you look at Minnesota they are in a
1: winnable division in the foreseeable future
2: now that Aaron Rodgers is out of there there's no real star quarterbacks
1: in that. division. Whoa, don't tell that to Bears fans.
2: <laughs> so there that that's an opportunity the wide receiver one is locked in they have a legit Tier A wide receiver target that he you can build an offense around and you can run run through it. They've got a good offensive line as of right, our solid offensive line as of right now, I just, and they're a team like that's ready to win. I think that would be a good spot for Levis. Um, and you look at scheme like doing the McVeigh wide zone play action, moving the launch point offense. That would be something for him, and he could sit behind Kirk Cousins for a year and kind of get acclimated to the NFL. And the second one I think is Indianapolis Colts. Mm-hmm. Just because they need a quarterback, we've heard they've liked Levis for a long time. You look at Shane Steichen, their new head coach, he, you could have the quarterback, offensive play calling, head coach relationship that's worked well in a lot of other places in the NFL. Steichen did good things with Herbert in San Diego, or Los Angeles his rookie year. And then what he did in Philly I thought was really, really good. Um, so I, you would like it. you would like that there. That's a tougher division with Trevor Lawrence there. Um, but Houston's rebuilding, Tennessee's I mean, rebuilding.
1: but or no, yeah. sorry, AFC South. South. But tra- yeah, but yeah.
2: Houston's rebuilding, Tennessee's rebuilding. You hit on Levis. Colts could be in good shape if they could get that line. It could effect,
1: be for a wild card pretty quickly. That
2: line, the tar- the receiver targets there are not promising. Um, but you got Jonathan Taylor, and you could have a strong run game, play action. And I think that could be those. That could be a good spot for Levis. So those are the two spots I'm watching: Tennessee and Minnesota.
1: I uh, initially predicted Indianapolis last week, but or Indianapolis, Minnesota. When I when we started getting rumblings of uh, potentially Minnesota moving up, I just I love love the thought of watching Will Levis just throw it up to Justin Jefferson. When in doubt, get it to Justin Jefferson, and we've seen Levis succeed with Wyndale Robinson. Like you got a dude, get him the football, he'll do it, mm-hmm. no problem. He did it, uh, what, 104 times with one now? Yeah. Broke a ton of records. He could do the same with Justin Jefferson. Uh, He'd look good in purple. I I would like to own a purple jersey in my NFL jersey collection. So I'm all for it, for them moving up. It would be a big move. I don't know what they'd have to give up. Uh, I also – there's a lot of Green Bay Packers fans in the state of Kentucky. And – I'd like for Will Levis to torment you. I'm looking at you, TJ Walker. I'm looking at you, Terry Mouters. Just ruin, wreck your relationships. Zadarius Smith and Will Levis on the same team. The purple people eaters are back. And to get winning back to a losing franchise, for Kirk Cousins to set the table, you have a guy who just throws check downs over and over again, and then you finally get a dude with a big arm who can let it rip to Justin Jefferson deep, who doesn't throw it four yards on fourth and eight in the playoff game. Like... (laughs) This is your guy. This is your golden goose to get to the Super Bowl. I would, I would love it because that, it's just—it feels like the the table is set. It's the ideal scenario for Levis to come in and succeed right away. You looked at that Levis Robinson connection. 146
2: targets for Wondell that year on 353 Levis passes. I mean, literally, <laughs> nearly over 40 percent of his passes were going mm, to number babe. one. So yeah, he's been in a target-heavy or a target monster offense with one clear. Dynamite receiver to force feed the football, too. So, and I think Levis, the question is a lot with him progression, mm-hmm. full field reads, um, going through, you know, re-racking re- what the defense gives you it might be easier if you just
1: go. <laughs> yeah, just throw it <laughs> up to that guy. Yeah. Just,
2: well, hey, where, what, what, number 18, I think that's Jefferson's number. Just throw it up to 18. And so that, I think that could maybe be an easier transition for him. Kay. So, yeah, Minnesota, I think, is a really Interesting, good potential fit.
1: Well, the, the Cardinals court. are desperate to trade out of three, but does Minnesota have enough? That that and that's that's. The well, they,
2: they do. Just going to lot. I mean, yeah. that's a lot of draft capital they're going to have to give up. But the thing with Minnesota, they're they're consistently in salary cap hell. So, like, they probably not. They're probably okay with giving up some draft capital because then it means less guys they have to, you know,
1: pay. Yeah. To, but per se, but it's it, it's all it's it's fun and it's a lot of what if scenarios right now. We're we're almost there. We're just uh, or 24 hours away, actually, uh, t- just over 24 hours away from Roger Goodell. Getting up to the podium and getting food with by just thousands. And I'm well, like, it, it's it's a rain of booze, like anything. Because you usually go to a stadium and there's some people that aren't booing. Yeah. Everybody boos Roger Goodell. It's yeah. great, it's, yeah. it's so much fun.
2: He embraces it too. It uh, makes, it makes I, I it can't fun.
1: wait. Uh, further down the draft, we've been so transfixed on Will Levis. You got a round one steal for us? Who's one of those guys that you're, you're just, man, if this guy sneaks up into there, he could end up being. Uh, a star uh, as, as a rookie. Any, any rookie right away? Yeah, like Jackson Smith and Jigba is intriguing. You know,
2: he's kind of emerged as the wide receiver one in this draft, I think rightfully because he was the best. He just didn't play last year. Yeah, similar to um, Jamar Chase? Yeah, it's sounding like he won't get past
1: the Packers, who now have the 13th pick. Which, oh my gosh, if they trade Rodgers and then get a receiver in the first round. Right. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I think,
2: you know, Emmanuel Forbes, Nick, is a guy that, you know, there's some questions because he's 160 pounds. I mean, he's a little cornerback. But now we're seeing so many little receivers, it might not matter. Mm-hmm. He's a guy that I could definitely see being, like, pushing maybe top 15 pick. I think if he's there for the Bengals at 28, I think it's going to be very, very hard for them to pass
1: on him. Which I, we got to ask, who they going to get? Is, yeah, it, is, think, it, is Michael Mayer going to be around? Are we going to keep him? Are we bringing the Cuff-Cath guy back I think that's home?
2: definitely on the table. I think what's going to end up happening, it'll be – if I had to bet, I, I think it's going to be one of Forbes or Kincaid, Dalton Kincaid, the tight end you talk Kincaid slide that far? I think so. I think because of the tight end depth here, you're going to see well, – one, you're going to see a run on quarterbacks early. You're going to see a run on tackles. You're going to see a run on um, pass rushers. Uh that's going to play it in a lot of franchises. Think they they're going to be able to get a tight end in the second or third round, so they're mm-hmm. going to be patient on these tight ends. And I think you could potentially see them. I think the Cowboys are a big one. I think they have two picks ahead of the Bengals. They could be in the market for a tight end. The Jaguars could be in the market for a tight end, and they're all ahead of the Bengals. So those are two to watch. I think. Yeah,
1: but why do the Cowboys need a tight end when they can just get Jason Witten out of retirement? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I that love true. Uh, I love some of our friends in the chat here that are just. Hating, just absolutely hating on the Colts organization. Really not fans of Chris Ballard and everything he's done. Rookie head coach would be an absolute disaster. Um, but the Colts, as Adam said, the Colts have a history developing young quarterbacks. That would be exceptional. Um, if Levix gets drafted by the Colts, we just can't be friends anymore. <laughs> But it would keep him in the blue and white, it'd be an easy trip. Um, as much as we've been up to Indy for the combat, never actually been inside Lucas Oil Stadium. Never been inside? Yeah, never been inside, because uh, was working games but not at the games for the NCAA Tournament too. So would give me an excuse to make a trip on Sunday, there you usually when we rest, maybe take the boys up there. Um, I like horses too, so there we go. <laughs> uh, Colts. You, you can go show them the 18 foot
2: Peyton Manning statue.
1: <laughs> Uh, any chance Jalen Carter falls all the oh, way yeah. to Bears? I'm
2: glad you picked that one.
1: I definitely think that's on the table. Yeah, I mean, then
2: if that happened, like um, Ryan Paul's GM will be the big winner of this draft. Like he got one of their biggest needs addressed at nine, and he got multiple picks and DJ Moore back. I think that is definitely on the table. I think the Seahawks kind of smell like the team potential for Jalen Carter. They're five if they don't. If Stroud doesn't, if, unless Stroud's there and they want
1: to pull it the trigger on him. Feels like a culture kind of fit to just getting a dude in the interior of the defensive line uh, of the Seahawks.
2: Yeah. yeah. Well, it's also a Bears pick. Like, right. Like, let's get, <laughs> let's get a three technique here in the top 10.
1: <laughs> oh, that's perfect. That's perfect. Um, I, I didn't mention my steal earlier too. I'm just buying all the Jack Campbell stonks. I'm actually just, yeah. I know it's because we've had cover them two years in a row at bowl games but the Iowa guys like Dame a is probably going to be good in the second or third round so if your team needs a tight end this farther down he's going to be a quality pro um same can be said for uh, the guy that Wandale Robinson, he did. His ankles are chat. Medical checked him out. His ankles are good to go, but Rally Moss was just a stud. But Jack Campbell's going to get 100 tackles yeah. every year in the NFL. He stays healthy. That I couldn't believe his RAS score. Yeah. It's through the roof. Yeah. Just his athleticism. Yes, I'm judging White middle linebacker for not being a good athlete. He really is an absolute freak.
2: Absolute yeah. freak. I mean, we're going to see you're going to see LaPorta go off second round. You're going to see Campbell go second round. <laughs> Riley Moss, third or fourth. Uh, Lucas Van Ness, probably top 15 pick. They had good football players. Yeah, yeah. Um, to uh, me, like, biggest, one of the biggest things, Nick, is after quarterback, is where B. John Robinson ends up. I had him as a top five player in this draft. Everybody, I think, has him top five, top ten. But, but it's but a running back. It's a running back. So who, <laughs> who's going to spend the, the draft capital on him? And he's a... Fascinating one to watch, you know. If he gets to Dallas at I think 26, Jerry Jones is going oh. to sprint to get that car turned in.
0: Well, did Pollard get? Did he go somewhere? He got signed by somebody, didn't he? Bring them up that conversation, there's somebody on the case board to ask about
1: Christopher Greenwich. You know, could he call them? Maybe to, and, uh, and be quite honest with our members on the case board, it's just not, uh, what's the word I'm We're not on the table. It's not on the table. Uh, we're, I'm not saying we're going not getting interrupted, I think it's probably going to. Uh, but that's always possible. Uh, their variance, like, I think between him and Carrington Valentine, could both be fifth through seventh rounds. Yeah, I think that's one, five through seven. Five through seven. So kind of later on on Saturday. But um, it's it's kind of a right, to figure out are up. If, 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 if there was going to be a fourth or a blockhead that he's picked, who do you think is most likely going to be there? Yeah, just real
2: quick on Chris Motobank. I think it's top 15-ish back in this class. But it's just a loaded class, you can see kind of a I second, third, dry
0: up, and you probably start seeing see a rerun in the fourth, fifth. Depending on how big that run then you can see Chris, it's just sneak it to a fifth round. Know? I think also the problem is if you're watching how you try because I'm gonna switch this out here.
1: I think it's still get. You. Okay. Yeah. So okay. We're still going to
2: this. <laughs> 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 like, it's gonna be, there's some team that will make it the He's going to be, like, more south on game, or they a lot of games. Like, the big could for Chris. Because they want to run they like a big old offensive line. If they don't address him, after, after family, like, you know, like his fifth, or his sixth, he's there, he's at the For Terry to Valentine, you know, he's really out
0: like, the sophomore year was very good. He's got one four-year today, but
2: he played in this team that wasn't necessarily the best. Well, we'll for- like, he, if you draft Terry Valentine, you're drafting you know, him for his man-covered potential. Now, the reason yeah. he's out of the day is that it's pretty... Or like a really great shot to get drafted, because like in say sixth round, you really need it. you're drafted on you a play of professional Let's take a flyer on the guy and yeah. see if he can turn into something. I think Harrison's gonna be interesting for me in that group, which I think the last one you just alluded to today. It's kind of like he just said.
0: I think he, he's another guy that'll be a fit for certain teams. but I think that fit could
2: Something mm-hmm. so I was once spin that they could pick on, it, but at the same time, I don't know if he might rather wait in on it the uh, because they, the girl, they they're always going to draft it when you want to spend it on the gap or upside.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Usually, upside okay, when they're looking at those, those reds, and girls, they can that you can turn it in something a little bit younger. Um, so, for Peter, Smith, I think maybe see to go to the center. For now. Um, but the reason I will probably not get there is because.
0: He's not You to a guy. He, He's be He's
2: going to have a lot of people. So he's yeah. going to be able to walk in one of the sweeter, creative bills. So sometimes you can get it
0: i don't know how that works with you whether it's
2: money or can the
0: something
1: sorry that'll be real I, I think it's going like, to, yeah. yeah. to be a guy that is going to i would say i'm going to have a little change for him. well you guys know, are going to walk in and right play through them by yourself right they'll, they'll make better work on your side because they're a little these these big chains I and mean, they're just they're all about the problem right honestly they don't work with you uh just like they're working with us here at the end of the program we're going to be every time uh, tomorrow we're going to check out uh, the Hall of Joe Burrow. We're Patrick Holmes,
2: uh, We're also going to do that We're going to do a, a, a lot
0: uh, We are going to do a lot of marketing. Do you have a preference?
1: Of your like, like on the totem poles of various barbecues. You talking types like, of food? Are you talking
2: like Texas versus Carolina? No, I'm talking places? like
1: uh, cuts of meat. Yeah, I mean,
2: briskets up there for me. Obviously, them ribs. I would say those are near the top. See, I,
1: my thing is like I feel like ribs is very much a uh, treat yourself. Like, yes, it's, it's a very it's special not occasion. What you're getting all the
2: time. Right, you know? right.
1: Because if you get, like, first off, you're never getting a half rack of ribs. It's yeah. a full rack. Um, that that was, was very much the that was the Roush birthday celebration. Just going to the yeah, TXRH so. and getting a, a full rack of ribs. So that was that <laughs> was fine dining and which,
2: making a mess. Oh, yeah. a
1: huge mess. Which um, I also it. informed uh, one of Oklahoma's finest here the origin story of how Oklahoma got its name today. And boy, did I feel yes. so intelligent. A it was amazing, right? like, yeah. Folks, which we'll save it for another time. That's a secret for another another day. Um, like it I'm was trying. very
2: much a dad story.
1: Like,
0: you know, it got its name, son. <laughs>
1: oh, man. But I, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to go exploring uh, around these parts here. Um, like, it, we had, a, we never even talked about Colin Ford, did we?
2: No, we got a few people in the chat. I was going to bring that up. Have we even, I don't know if we've even discussed I, that. it. Because it happened not.
1: over the weekend. I guess he entered the portal. We talked about him once he entered the yeah. portal. And it was one of those, like, Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Like yeah. UK's got the writing was on the wall. Yeah, yeah. So we at least do that. But I was thinking about this uh, earlier today, like it. Like they're kind of at a point now where you're playing a little bit of a balancing act. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's only uh, we had Tomiwa uh, Durjao enter the portal today, yeah, and so you have two now? availabilities, two, three, two. It's they have three open scholarships now. I believe they're down to 82 scholarships. But so you're, you're so you're wanting best available, but you also don't want to take off too many people where they go into the portal as well. Uh, but at least in Ford's case, I like the versatility. That there was a point where I thought if Marcus Cox gets hurt, like you're screwed. You're, back, you're right back to square one. But at least Ford's ability to play left, like if all hell breaks loose, Cox does get hurt. You need to play Ford at left. You've got two other guys and Flax and Buford who are played at right. There's something there. You've got some decent depth at guard. Like, so not only do I feel like he's a guy who can be an above average uh, pass protector at right tackle, if things go wrong at left, you've got a guy there uh, ready and waiting.
2: Yeah, I think you've hit a lot of that is the multi-positional potential. Mm-hmm. and then multi year eligibility is big here. You know? yeah. It's no secret that recruiting tackles has been an issue out of high school. Yep. And so he gives you multi-year insurance potentially. I think the thing with Cortland Ford, I look at this year's, just the structure of this year's roster, it's all about, I mean, we've talked about this, all about protecting Devin Leary, keeping him yep. upright. Yep. I think Ford has some past pro tools that are intriguing. And so if you can develop those a little bit, he can, I think, be a nice answer at tackle along with Marcus Cox. To give you some good pass protection, I think in the run game, I have maybe some more doubts. I'm gonna to have to see it a little bit more with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's like with this whole offensive line. Yeah, every, every person I mean, on there has a, some questions. Yeah. So you know, I think it's more to me. It's more sign like Kentucky's gonna be a little pass heavy this year. Just get ready for it. And but I think he raises the floor of just the group in general. And I think he raises the floor and the ceiling because he's established, experienced player. Uh, who I think he's gonna. Stylistically fit what they want to do as being, to me, as kind of a pass-pro-first offensive tackle at this point. And I do love the positional flexibility. If something happens to Marcus Cox, he can play left tackle. So you have, you know, built-in answers in case something bad happens. And I think that's good for this team. And I think now, like, you can say it's bad depth, but they do have some depth. Like, Jeremy Flax, Deon Buford have played games. Yeah, you feel
1: You're worried about them as starters, but if you use them in a pinch for a game or two, you don't feel so bad about it. If
2: something happened to one of the starting three interior, you could feel good about sliding maybe Eli Cox to center if you had to and playing Daniel Bowles either at left guard or right guard. So I think they have built-in options, and I think you know we've talked about the rotation. I think we can maybe see some of that. Mm-hmm. Potentially this year, uh, down the road. I think now it's all about getting your five together, and right, them, right. Getting, getting them getting right, them working in unison. Uh, but I do think, to me, for Kentucky, they they targeted him early and they went after him with aggression and they wrapped it up quickly. And it was just like everybody breathe. All right, we got we got our two tackles in the portal. Yeah. Everybody knew we had to get back, those. We were, got <laughs> them. This is who we're rolling with, and we're fixing our biggest problem I mean, right now. And if you think big picture wise.
1: As the season ended, you said you need to get a quarterback in the portal. They got the best one out there. You need to get new offensive tackles. They got a dude from USC with a dozen starts in three years playing as a true freshman, and then they went not got a guy who's played what forty games as a starter in the MAC. Ton of experience. Yeah, thirty something. Yeah, like pretty good. Right? They wouldn't got a thousand yard rusher from the SEC. You know, so like all in all, when you evaluate the transfer portal hall as a whole. You, it's hard to have a ton of criticisms for them. Could they use another off-ball linebacker? Sure. Will they be able to find one? It might not be there. Could they use a kicker? Right? Like, it, it, it might not be there. And so you just kind of got to roll the dice. The 22 starters are set. Yeah.
2: Like, I don't – it doesn't seem like they're really in the market for CB2, and that's the only position to me that's up for grabs like quarterback two. Yeah. Everything else is set, locked in, ready to roll. Like they know who their, their starting lineup is. Everything else is all about depth, yep. you know. Do we really want to enter where we are at with the linebacker three situation, yep. you know. And they fixed, they, they've gotten the answers on the offensive line. Now let's roll, now you got to play, now you got to coach, them up. Yep. now you got to execute. But you went out and got the guys, You know, we know where they're at at receiver, know where they're at at tight end, we know where they're at at quarterback. Could you get a backup quarterback? That would be nice. There's two names that entered yesterday, Logan Smothers from Nebraska. He's going to be a grad transfer, multi-years of eligibility left. And then Brady Allen was a four-star quarterback um, from Indiana, went to Purdue for a year, put up monster numbers a senior year in Indiana, on three at him as a top 50 prospect. Like, to me, those are guys you got to look at because you, can, you, have, you don't have a starting spot now, but you do next year. Yep. And they're, they're not having them on the roster ain't stopping you from going and getting a quarterback in the portal after the season's over. So I just think that's an option you sh- they should look at. I think they should look at, but, you know, you never know what those kids are kind of looking for. Because you really don't know what going makes, you know, four backs, yeah. four backs on the roster. Sure. So if you're going to have to play, you know, play that out a little bit. I don't think they're done in the four goal. I think we're going to see a couple more additions. Today. But if you're asking for targets, you're
1: looking at back there, yeah. and we're just throwing them yeah. over our I mean, shoulder. Yeah, we can dig in and... You know, oh, we, he's digging, digging in we on work, it. We look, but we don't. We don't know. Uh, While it. you were reading Don Lemon tweets, uh, <laughs> <laughs> what was another guy? Uh, what can I think? He's got the, the kind of weird Tucker thing. Carlson. Tucker Carlson, yeah. While you were reading those tweets, he was diving in the transfer portal targets. So yeah, I mean,
2: <laughs> what, what else? I mean, good. Christ's sake, it. What else? Is <laughs> I <called? laughs> but I think, I think that there's options out there that are starting to emerge a little bit. I don't think. I've
1: got a I wouldn't be surprised if you see it take out George's office when they just take a swing on Well we need to take uh, a trip to the old barbecue place and fill up our bellies. It was uh kind of a long ride. I mean it's Missouri. But uh, we've got plenty of NFL draft content coming. Luckett is going to predict where all 32 <laughs> players are picked tomorrow correctly. So if you want to know what's going to happen in the NFL draft beforehand, where are you going to find that Luckett?
2: KSRplus.com. Join us now if you haven't already. 10 bucks until August. I still believe that, that, uh, that deal is... Yeah, it's,
1: it's great. You should get on it now. What
2: are you waiting for? <laughs> Seriously. And well, well, not even just for that. You should join just for our live thread of our trip to Casey. Oh, yeah, it's going to get ridiculous. Hoping Nick doesn't run into over Ryan Walters again. I had <laughs> an awkward, awkward situation there. Well, we couldn't get but more. You would only know hard. about that first situation if you were on here for a calm night. Yeah, exactly. So this is why you got got the ins and outs of these trips. This is the behind-the-scenes stuff. That's why you got to join
1: And stay tuned for all the cool
2: stuff Steven's going to have.
1: Yeah, we're really excited, so appreciate y'all hanging out with us tonight, appreciate Monacell Bank for helping us get here, and, uh, until tomorrow, go cats and, uh, go Kroger!
0: Okay, so my- Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family